Thank you for listening to the Calvary Chapel Lubbock podcast. Our mission of teaching people to love God by showing them how much He loves us starts right now. One summer night, guys, during a severe thunderstorm, a mother was tucking her small son into bed. And she was about to turn off the light when he started asking in a trembling voice, Mommy, will you stay the night with me? Well, smiling, mother gave him a warm, reassuring hug and said tenderly, I can't, dear. I have to sleep in Daddy's room. A long silence followed. At last, it was broken by a shaky voice saying, The big sissy. Now, again, in life, guys, there are a lot of things we fear, right? And when we're little, we may have feared things like the dark, okay? We have made a few things like like the storm, you know, and, and the lightning and the thunder. Or maybe when you were little, you feared the neighborhood bully, you know? It's like, man, I don't want to walk by that dude keeps taking my lunch. But as we get older, we may fear things... Um, as we get older, fear, fear of our jobs, you know, fear of finances, marriage, children, retirement, the list goes on, the list goes on. And even now, guys, we have this so quote unquote virus to fear. And as I taught this last week, here's what we need to do. Remember, we need to respect it, but it should not drive us to fear. It should not drive us into panic and it should not control us. Why? Well, listen, listen, this, this is just really going to make you sad. I read this yesterday as I was going through. Here's what it said. It said a Phoenix man, okay, and I, and I checked it with CNN and some other sources. It said a Phoenix man is dead and his wife is under critical care after the two took chlorine phosphate as an apparent attempt to self-medicate from, uh, for the novel coronavirus according to a hospital system, Banner Health. It does not appear they took the pharmaceutical version of the drug rather than the additive commonly used in aquarium to clean out fish tanks, end quote. I was blown away. Why? People are so afraid in a way to go, okay, I don't want to get this virus, that they, they were, they're taking stuff. And, and, and I'm going, no, 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 no. See, that, that wants to control us, church. That wants to lead us into bondage, into fear. And according to news sources, this man is dead and his wife is critical. Remember what we talked about, guys, is so important. As Paul writes the letter to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.7, he says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Okay, I understand contextually who he's talking to. I understand, you know, what, what he's saying. But guys, he, he hasn't given us that spirit of fear, okay? But he's given us the spirit of power, which means he's going to protect us of love and a sound mind. Now, if you're taking notes, I've entitled this message, Peace in the midst of chaos. And you say, why would you say that? Well, for tonight, guys, we discover that if God is for you and for me, then who can be against us? And since he is the Prince of Peace, no better place than to be found where? In the arms of a loving Savior. Let me, let me just say this, okay? Listen, God loves you very much. He has a plan. He has a purpose for your life. But oftentimes, what we do is we'll allow fear to freak us out, and then he'll render our walks paralyzed. Okay? 
is basically what it is. Well, another story comes to mind when I think of this, and you go, what was it? It was about two explorers, okay, and they were in the jungle safari when suddenly a ferocious lion jumped out right in front of them. And one of them looks at his friend, and the other looks at his friend, and he says, okay, okay, keep calm, keep calm, keep calm. Remember what we read in that book on wild animals. Okay, what was that? If you stand perfectly still and look the lion in the eye, he will turn and run. Sure, replied his companion. But you've read the book, and I've read the book. But has the lion read the book? And I was wondering, do we think like that or what? You go, Pastor, I'm not sure what you're saying. You see, guys, in times like this, in stressful times, I know I've read the book. I know you've read the book. But we go, has the virus read the book? Now, if you're taking notes, jot this down. It is, it is the most pivotal verse in all of the book of Romans. You guys know this. You know it by heart. We quote it a lot. It's Romans 8, 28, where Paul writes this. He says, and we know all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are, are the called according to his purpose. Now, again, listen, listen, let's interact here just a little bit. Let's say it together, okay? You guys know this. For we know all things work together for the good to those who love God. I say, Amen to those who are the called according to his purpose. This is the most pivotal verse. See, here, here's what he's saying. In the midst of our trials, in the midst of our suffering, we can live, now listen, we can live with great confidence knowing that God is working on our behalf. Now, I know what the question is. You're going, how so, pastor? How so? Well, jot this down. First and foremost, we know that God is preparing us for eternity. God is preparing us for eternity. Okay? So we know that. That's what's happening. Okay? Number two, God is working all things in our life for our good. His good, which results in our good. Okay? All the things. Now listen to me. This is, this is key. All the hurts, all the sufferings, all the pain, all the fear, everything that we've gone through, okay? Everything that we've, again, think about this. He is working together to fulfill his purpose in our lives. That's what he's doing. Pastor, I have a question. So if God loves us, okay, how do we know? That's a great question. That's a great question, because tonight, guys, he's going to teach us three powerful truths, okay? Three powerful truths, which is linked to the cross, for you see, the cross is where he actually demonstrated his love for us. Now, here's what blows my mind, okay? Here's what blows my mind. He's, he's, he's giving us three immediate truths, and I love them, and, and listen, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take notes, okay? And here's why. Here's what happens when we take notes, okay? First and foremost, we remember... Okay, and then, and then let's just, let's just say this, this trial, this storm we're in lasts a little bit longer than we'd hope. I want to go back and I want to reassure myself with the truth of God. So he's going to give us three, three, three powerful truths. Okay? 
So if you're taking notes tonight, number one, the first truth, jot this down, God will take care of us. God will take care of us. Okay? And that's where we pick up our study here in Romans chapter 8, verse 31. Notice what Paul writes. Romans 8, 31 says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be against us? Okay? So the first question we got to ask when we look at our text is you go, what things? Okay, Paul is writing, he says, what then shall we say to these things? And you go, what things? Well, let me kind of give you some background really quickly of all of chapter 8, okay? Because I want to keep it in context. The one thing he reminds us of these things, first and foremost, we are no longer living under condemnation. He talks about it in that first verse 1. We're no longer, no longer living under condemnation. Number two, he reminds us that we are no longer slaves to sin. That's a good place for an amen right there. We are no longer slaves to sin. And he says, we are no longer under the law. Now, let me just say this to you. We couldn't keep it anyway, okay? But, but I know I'm not under the law. Then the Bible goes on and he says this, we are heirs of God and joint heirs of Christ. You go, what does that mean? When we die, we get a new and glorified Bodies. As a matter of fact, check this out. Paul in writing to Corinthians, I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna spoil it on, I'm gonna spoil a little bit on this for Sunday, okay? Because Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, okay, verses 35 through 50, he actually says how we're gonna be raised spiritual. And the word spiritual there, I'm going to have to develop this just a little bit, so bear with me, okay? The word spiritual there is that, is that we're not going to have the same bodies. We're actually going to be able to move within the spirit realm. And I thought, that is so cool. So we've been talking about resurrected bodies, and I think, man, that's going to be so amazing. And it does give credence to that we'll be able to somehow travel at the speed of thought because we're, we're in a different realm. Right now, we're flesh. We're in Adam. But he says, man, in that glorified... Anyway, you, you got to tune in. You got to tune in on Sunday. We're going live at 10 o'clock, okay? So we're going to, we're going to get new bodies. Listen to the story, guys, that'll bring tears to your eyes. This is a true story. A pastor friend of mine wrote this. He said, at 3 a.m. this morning, my 92-year-old mother or grandmother went to heaven. He said, I loved her like a mother. When my four-year-old son saw me this morning, he hugged me and he said, Dad, you're going to see your grandma again. She has a brand new body. She has a brand new heart. There's no more pain or no more crying there. And he says, today, my four-year-old son became my pastor. We're going to get a new body, guys. It's going to be amazing. So in light of our present situation, here's what Paul teaches, okay? What shall we say to these things? Okay, what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Guys, that's, that's something that we need to, I mean, I mean, I mean, think about it, right? Think about it. And you go, well, wait, 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 Ben, 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 Ben. Listen, listen, you make a great point. I love the word of God, but, um, um, I've got a lot of things against me, you know? And, and listen, I get that. I, I, I understand that might be true. You might have a lot of things against you. You, you, you might have lost your job during this time. Your boss says, hey, we're closing. You might be, you might be, <laughs> you might be labeled essential or non-essential, which, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just crazy. And, and I understand that. But here, but here's what, here's what I want you to do. I want you to meditate on this truth, okay? If God is for you, 
if he is by your side, then nothing else really matters. Say, yesterday. Yesterday, in our one-year Bible reading, we, we, we do an Old Testament, and we do a New Testament, and we do a Psalm, and then we have a Proverb. And the Proverb spoke to me. It was uh, Proverbs 11.27, and it said this. It says, if you search for good, you will find favor. But if you search for evil, it will find you. I thought, wow. I started to med- on, meditate on that just a little bit. Okay, so if we search for good, okay, if we, we'll find favor, but, but if we search... If we search for evil, it's going to find us. And I really just started to, to, to meditate on that because, because here's why. Listen, even in a time, listen to me, church, even in a time of tribulation, even in a time of distress, I think we need to search for the good in it. And if we search for the good in it, we'll find it. We'll find it. For example, yesterday, um, as I'm walking home from the park, okay, we went out and had a little fun time at the park and got some sun, and, and, and I, I saw dads playing with their kids basketball, and, and, and I saw families walking, and, 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 and I saw this connection that I've never seen before. And, 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 and let's be honest, man, 2020, we're moving at the speed of light, man. We're going from one thing to another, man. And I, I, I was the same way, man. I was complaining all the time. Lord, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Man, I got everything to do, man. I just need a break, man. I need a sabbatical. And the Lord's like, really? Okay. And, and so when he does it, we got to find the good in these things. So families are being connected once again. Families are being connected, right? We're, we're sitting at the dinner table because we're not going, l- listen, we're not going out of restaurants anymore and, 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 and having all of the busyness of what's going on in the restaurant take our attention away. Now, listen, I understand. Some of you are like, man, I need my restaurant. Oh, I understand that. But, 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 but listen, we got to find the good because here's the thing. Listen to me. On, on the opposite, if, if we search for evil, we're going to find it. And if you really want to be super bummed, man, you could be on you can be on the news, man, twenty four seven, wondering what's happening and who's dying next and what's going on and who has it and how many of this country and, and all of that stuff, all of that stuff. Listen, here's what we need to do: we need to take your grandma and grandpa, okay? We need to take your grandma and grandpa. We need to love them and 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 take care of them. Don't hug them, you know what I'm saying? Just 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 honor them that way. But 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 watch the Lord, watch the Lord, guys. I think about David. I think about David in this time. How, what, what do you think David would write? Well, uh, let me, let's, let's meditate on this for this week, okay? Here's your homework for this week. Meditate on Psalm 23. Why? Well, I don't have time to develop it, but listen. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That's how Psalm 23 starts. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Here's what David is declaring. Listen, listen. He says, man, with God, I have no other need. I have no other need. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I be afraid? It's like, wow. See, if we can just meditate on that. The Lord is my, I don't, I don't need anyone else. I just need, I just need Jesus. It was um, Abraham Lincoln when he was president. Um, there was a crisis during the Civil War. Okay, And this young, timid soldier came to him and he said, hey, man, I'm worried about the Lord being on our side. President uh, Lincoln, who was a believer, said, quote, I'm not worried about the Lord being on our side. I just want to make sure I'm on his side, end quote. I thought, wow. Wow, how super cool is that? We want to be on the Lord's side. But we just want to meditate, man. We just want to meditate on that. So here's a question, okay? How do we know? 
How do we know God is on our side? Well, note verse 32. Verse 32 of chapter 8 of the book of Romans. Paul writes, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Question mark. I mean, this is an incredible verse, right? And, and, and here's where it even gets better. Paul says, God gave you his very best. He gave his only begotten son. Think about it. Think about it, man. So if God gave you his best, I promise he is not, uh, he's not going to leave you in your greatest need. I'm not sure if you heard me, okay? If God was willing to give you his very best, his son, I mean, think about it, man. He bankrupted heaven so that, so that he can reconcile us back to him, man. Just this love and just this, man, is so amazing. He's not going to leave us in our time of need. He's not going to abandon us. I know too many people, guys, that, 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 that are following the ways of the world and they're sort of freaking out and, there's a lot of anxiety. And of course, I mean, we think of the man who thought he could cure himself with chlorine from a fish tank. And that breaks my heart. Because God's going, man, listen, I, I'm not going to leave you. I, I'm walking right here through you. Oh, Lord, I don't know. Did you see? Did you see? the? Did you see the, the grocery stores? Did you see the shelves? Lord, I've never. Listen, I've never seen anything like that. But here's what blows my mind. God gave me his very best, even when I was his enemy. You know what? God demonstrated his love for us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Wow. Now, now, now notice, notice. How shall he, not with Jesus, also freely give us all things? Okay? Well, if you have a pencil handy, underlight the word freely, okay, freely. Why? Because it's an interesting word. If you look it up in the Greek, it's uh, cheraozomia, I'm, I'm butchering it, but it's, it's cheraozomia, and basically, I probably said it wrong, but here's what it means. It means to grant us favor, for example, um, in kindness, pardon, or rescue, to deliver, to forgive, and to freely give or grant. Okay, so the word means this, graciously giving all things, but it also means to forgive and to forgive us of all things. Now, check this out. God, our Father, who did not spare Jesus, his only Son, but delivered him up for us all, How shall the Father, through the Son, with grace, give us all things and forgive us all things? Through His Son, Jesus. Think, think, think about it like this, okay? Let me, let me illustrate it with this story, because there was a, it was a, uh, it was a wealthy Roman, and he had a son, okay? And this son, it broke his heart, and he also had a slave who commanded his deepest admiration. Okay, so you're with me. Okay, so you got a Roman. Okay, he had a son. The son broke his heart. Okay, but he also had a slave, okay, who who just commanded, guys, that deepest uh, admiration. So on his deathbed, guys, the Roman 
okay? On his deathbed, he decided, I'm going to disinherit my son, and I'm going to leave everything to my slave, Marcellus. Can you imagine? Can you can you imagine? There he is on his deathbed. He's like, okay, son, you get nothing. I'm leaving everything to Marcellus, my slave. So he drew up the papers, and he called in his son. He could barely breathe, and he tells him what he had done. And he says, this, son, I have deeded everything to the slave Marcellus. And then he looked at him in the eyes and he said, however, son, you may choose one item from my estate for yourself. The son smiled and he said, I'll take Marcellus. Why? Because when he took Marcellus, he got everything. He got everything. And I thought, wow, isn't that so cool? Why? Guys, because when we take Christ, we get it all. We get it all, right? We get all that God has for us. What do we get, guys? We get grace, and we get mercy, and in the same breath, we get the forgiveness of our sins. I think this is so, so cool. Let me give you the second truth. Let me give you the second truth, guys. Okay? The second truth. God will allow nothing to condemn us. To condemn us. Look at verse 33. He says, Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? For it is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen who is even at the right hand of God, who makes intercession for us. Okay, so we got to do some work, okay? You guys still with me? Okay, we got to do some work, okay? Here it is. He says, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? That's really what, 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 what Paul is writing, right? Well, we know who it is, right? Satan is called the accuser of the brethren. He's the one that's going to stand up and say, hey, look over here. Oh, I'm going to bring this accusation, or look what he did, or look how he looks, or what did he? I know what you're thinking. That's what he's doing. And, and, and again, we see, okay, so, so, so who's going to bring a charge against God's elect? Well, here's what came, here's what came to mind, guys. Um, we picture what Satan does in the book of Zechariah, chapter 3. Zechariah, chapter 3. Now, I don't have time to go into the story, but we know it's a story of Joshua, the high priest. Okay, it's, a, it's not the Joshua that led the children out of Israel, okay? So it, it's Joshua known as the high priest, Joshua. And it's, and he's actually standing before the Lord. So I want you to picture this, okay? So you have this high priest standing before the Lord. Here comes Satan accusing him. Here comes Satan accusing him. And the Bible says that Joshua was like in filthy rags. Now, again, it probably meant that he was guilty of all the things Satan was bringing up. Well, you should have seen the thought he said. You should have seen what he thought about his wife. You should have seen how he was ugly. You should have thought all of these things. And he's sitting here going, oh, man, guilty, guilty. And, 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 and really, that's the same. And so I got to thinking. What could Satan bring up about you today? What bad thought? What unkind word? He could accuse each one of us here today, just like he accused Joshua the high priest. Yet here's what the Bible says. You ready for some good news? 
Here's what the Bible says. The Bible says, And the Lord rebuked Satan, took off the filthy garments, and clothed him in a robe of righteousness. That is what God has done for you and I. Listen, we need to walk by faith. Because I know that a lot of times we walk by feelings, and a lot of times our feelings breed fear. But God is actually telling us to walk by faith, and faith cometh by hearing, but hearing the word of God. And so be careful, because we have to believe that this is what God has done for us. He's taken off our filthy rags, and he's clothed us in his righteousness. And really, that's where you want to be. I think about what the Apostle John wrote when he wrote his little epistle in 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. He says, My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, hello, hello, I'm anyone. He says, We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Again, this verse, I mean, it's just, it's just so cool. John is going, listen, man, listen, when you, when you sin, not if, when, oh, I know, Pastor, I hate it, oh, this is getting the best of me. He says, man, you've got an advocate, man. you got Jesus, the righteous. He's up there with the Father saying, no, 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 that's my kid. That's my kid. We have an awesome defense attorney, don't we, before the Father? So when Satan comes accusing and condemning, Jesus stands up and says, no, 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 I prayed the price for that sin. It's covered for my blood. Listen to me. He's forgiven. It's forgotten. So so how can you have peace in the midst of chaos? Guys, you need to understand that you are, are covered by the blood of the Lamb. You are righteous. You are forgiven. You need to have that peace inside. Uh, I've got to shoot straight with you here. I've got to shoot straight with you. In my circle, I know a lot of people that, that are really, they're just really upset and they're freaked out about about the situation the world is in, and and the and, and and some are even getting mad and saying, "Man, they're not, you know, they're not a, a, a they're not they're not being serious about it," or or and they're just really upset. And and I, I it's, we need to just rest in Jesus. Now, now listen, I don't have any special end with the Lord. Okay, I don't have any like, well, Ben, you're, you're the pastor. He's going to take care of you, not me. No, no, no. We're all in this together. That's the thing. We're all in it together. But I want to walk in that peace, and I want to, I want to walk in that trust. Why? Because, because we're, when we're in Christ, because what he did at the cross for us, he says, man, there's now, therefore, no condemnation. So no one can successfully accuse us before God. So so that's that's a great truth, right? That's what Romans says. Well, what's the third truth? Okay? The third truth. God will allow nothing to separate us. What do you mean? Look at verse 35. He says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? That's a great question, right? Who shall separate us? Shall tribulation, hello, shall distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or pearl or sword? I mean, we could insert everything we're going through these last couple of weeks right there. And I believe whatever this 
virus is, I believe the enemy is using it to try to separate people from God. And I think Paul writes, who shall separate it? Now, now, no, what's the very th- first thing that Paul mentions? He, he mentions the perils of life, right? What's the perils of life? Tribulations and distress. Tribulations and distress, right? Persecutions and famine, nakedness, peril, or sword. Now, listen, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the message. It's more of a paraphrase, but I want you to listen to the way the message translates this. He, he, listen, it, it just reads it a little bit better in verse 35. He says this, Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There is no way. No trouble, no hard times, no hatred, not hunger, not homelessness, not bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in Scripture. Don't you just love that? I mean, no, not trouble, okay? No, no hard times, not hatred, not hunger, not homelessness. Nothing is going to do that. Not even the bullying threats. Nothing's going to drive that wedge. And listen, you might be here tonight, you might be watching, you might be listening later on, and maybe you just need to hear this. Maybe you just need to hear that nothing is going to separate. God loves you. And maybe all of your life, that's kind of what you've been searching for, just to be loved. And if you'll put your faith and trust in Christ, if you'll open up your heart and invite him inside, if you'll finally stop running from God and run to God, man, that's amazing. Now, 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 now listen, let me, just, let me just be real for you for just a moment. We'll finish our Bible study in a second. Listen, too many times, I, I got to be honest with you, so many people think that um, God's mad at them because they did this or did this, and, and, and God's, he's just, I don't understand. But uh, listen, here's the thing. Uh, God's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you, and he's had his arms open wide. He's saying, just come home. Just come home. And, and, and I, I want to say this, okay, pretty clearly. It's not about the coronavirus. It's not about COVID-19. Okay, that's, that's going to pass. What you're feeling right now is the power of the Holy Spirit saying that you need to get your life right once and for all, no matter what. No matter what. Because what's going to happen is we're in an emotional state right now. We go, yes, I want Jesus. And then when everything gets better, we go, okay, I'm good now, God. That's not how God operates, okay? God operates and he says, listen, we need to be born. It's a supernatural thing from above. At the end of the sermon, I'm going to give you an opportunity and, uh, to accept Jesus Christ. But let's, let's finish in our text, okay? Verse 36. He says, as it is written, for your sake, we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Now listen, take the worst thing in life, take the worst thing that this life can offer and do to us, and it still can't separate us from the love of God. Amen? See, the Bible says this, listen, for your sakes, we're in danger of death all the times. We are treated like sheep that are going to be slaughtered. Now, listen, here's the gospel foundation. 
Okay, here's what I've been preaching, man. We've got to get the gospel inside. We've got to fully understand it because this is exactly what Paul says. Paul says, listen, I'm going to preach the gospel and people are threatened to kill me, but I love you so much because God loves you so much that it's transformed me from the inside out. And I've got to tell you, this is what it's done. And even though I feel like I'm a sheep headed to the slaughter, I want you to know that God loves you. Sometimes, guys, life can get really rough as a believer. Man, we have pressures, we have stresses. I mean, but the truth is, no matter what happens in life, okay, here's where peace comes in the midst of chaos. It cannot separate us from how much God loves us. Well, Ben, I got a question. I got a question. Um, what about those things I can't see? Because if, if I'm being honest, I mean, I can't see this virus. I don't know. Listen, we're, we're practicing social distancing, and we got to be six feet apart. And listen, I haven't hugged my, my grandma or my grandpa in a long time. I haven't hugged my mom. There's a lot of, there's a lot of that going out there, okay? So what about, what about that? I can't see. I don't know who has it. And, and uh, you know, uh, okay. What about those un- those forces in an unseen world. Well, let's jump to verse 38 and 39 real quick. Check this out. Paul says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And all I can say to that is, wow, did you see what Paul just wrote? Man, this is an amazing verse. Listen, if you're a highlighter and you're not afraid to highlight your Bible, man, this is a great verse to highlight. Why? Think about what he just said. Okay? Think about it. He says, For I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers. And that actually refers to demonic forces. Okay? And And here's what he's saying. Here's the truth in God's word. What is that? Not death. I believe in death no matter what God's... His arm's there. He he loves you. Okay? Not demons. Not a created thing. Nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus the Lord. Pastor, what is your point? Here's my point. Listen to me. Listen. If you want to find peace in the midst of chaos, you need to find yourself covered and saturated and understand that God loves you and nothing's going to separate you from that. You need to be able to put your head on the pillow tonight with a smile on your face, no matter what tomorrow brings. Uh, listen, I am i am a firm believer. We'll get through this. Jesse, we're going to get through this? Amen. We're going to get through this. Adam, we're going to get through this? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be back to normal. I don't know how, what normal looks like. But eternity is at stake. And if you want to live in peace... You don't want to freak out that all the shelves are empty and you don't want to freak out that your neighbor won't talk to you anymore. You've got to have the peace of Jesus in your heart. And what he tells us, guys, is he says, man, nothing, not death, not demons, nothing, nothing, nothing. Now, listen, if I was your enemy, the first thing I would do is I'd try to get you to doubt that. I'd try to get you to doubt how much God loves you. I would try to get you to I'd be like, mm But here's God's word, and you can take this to the bank. Nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus the Lord. Amen? Okay, so let's close, okay? We're going to close with verse 37, okay? This is a great exhortation. Verse 37 says this, Yet in all things we are more than conquerors, 
through him who loved us. Okay? So, what's he saying? We are more than conquerors. How? How? Are we more than conquerors with positive thinking? I'm just going to be positive. Are we more than conquerors with having a positive mental attitude or be involved in the right program? No, 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 no. Listen, here's what he says. Paul says we are more than conquerors through Jesus who loved us. Now, listen to me. Today, today, this is your message, okay? Today, you are more than conquerors. Why? Through Jesus who loved you very, very much. So how does God love us? How does God really love us? Listen to me. Through the cross of Jesus Christ. Listen to this. When a fellow named of Christostom uh, was brought before the, means, the mean evil Roman emperor, the emperor threatened banishment if he remained a Christian. So you, 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 could, you, you could picture this, right? All of a sudden, here's this evil emperor. He's the ruler of the world, right? And so, so this guy, um, Christostom, came to him, and they said, okay, you're going to be in banishment. You know what he replied? He says, nay, you cannot banish me, for this world is in my father's house. The emperor says, then I will slay thee. He says, nay, you cannot said the noble champion of faith, for my life is hid with Christ in God. Then I will take thy treasure away. You cannot take my treasure away, for it is in heaven and my heart is there. He says, but I will drive you away from men and you will have no friends left. He says, nay, you cannot, for I have a friend in heaven from whom you cannot separate me. There is nothing you can do to hurt me. You want to find peace? You want to find peace in the midst of chaos? Come to Jesus. He loves you so much. God loves you so much, he bankrupted heaven so that that you would have a place in heaven. And it's no mistake you're watching. It's no mistake you're listening via podcast. It's no mistake. God brought you here. He wants to bring the peace in your heart. And I know what you're thinking. You go, how, Pastor? What do I need to do, man? Because listen, listen, the churches are closed. I can't go to church. Normally, I would go to church. No, no, no. It's not about coming to church because God took care of that. It's about coming to Jesus. In a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity. See, words alone aren't sufficient to save. Okay, words alone. We can, we can pray a prayer all day long. It, this, needs to be, this needs to be between you and God right now. You need, to, you need to get it right once and for all. And God is begging you to come. Come. And I know some of you that are watching right now, you're thinking, Pastor, what do I need to do? Well, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. But you can pray your own prayer. But the word of God says, listen, if we believe in our heart and confess, we'll be saved. And, and, then, and then Paul gives us that in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, that Jesus Christ, you believe that he is, he is fully man and fully God, that he died on the cross, he was buried, and on the third day he resurrected, and he's in heaven, and you believe that. And then you're going to ask him, you're going to invite him to come into your heart. You're going to invite him to come into your life. You say, take it over, man. You're going to repent of your sins. You can say, that's it. That's it. I'm not, I'm not living for, for me anymore. I'm going to live for Jesus. 
And you can pray a prayer something like this. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I believe I'm a sinner and I need Jesus, Lord. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for me. And I believe that, that Lord, that, that he was buried and on the third day he resurrected. And I'm asking him to come into my heart to be my Lord, to be my God, to be my Savior, to be my friend. And then you say something like this. I choose this day to follow you, Jesus, for forever I'm yours in Jesus' name. And if you prayed that prayer, we believe that, man, you're born again. We believe that Jesus is going to come in. Here, here, here's the great news, okay? It's called the great exchange. You give him your sinful past, your sinful present, all that's going on, and he's going to turn around. He's going to clean up your heart. He's going to give it back to you. It's amazing. Pastor, is my life going to be better? Is it going to be awesome? It might be even worse. It might get worse. It might get crazy. But you'll have Jesus in your heart, and you'll be able to walk through the peace. A peace that people go, man, you, you, you were freaking out just yesterday. Why, why are you so calm today? Hey, man, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Here, listen, if, if you've done that, we'd like to know about it. In the comment section there on Facebook, just type in. Listen, we'll reach out to you, man. We've got people who are ready to pray for you. Call us. Call us right now, man. We'll answer the phone, 806-799-2227. We'll pray with you. We'll pray, and we'll just pray that God will help you. And, uh, man, we want to know about it. If if you're listening to this via podcast or it's a rebroadcast on our um, on our website, man, still call us. Still call Leave a message. We'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. Amen. If you pray that prayer, we want to know about it. We love you, church. We love you. We love you. We love you. We miss you. We miss you. Don't forget, Sunday morning, same thing. Invite your neighbors. Hey, man, hey, we're going to have church, and we're going to pray. 10 o'clock, we go live with worship and 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Love you guys. Have a great, great week. Hey, this is Pastor Josh. I hope this message has encouraged you in your walk with Jesus. If it has, we would love to hear your story of how it has impacted you or especially if you responded to the invitation to receive Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Savior. To get in touch or to receive more information, please contact us by phone at 806-799-2227 or send an email to calvarylubbock at hotmail.com. Again, that phone number is 806-799-2227. Also, if you want to partner with us financially to take the gospel to West Texas and the world, please click on the Donate button on calvarychapellubbock.org. Thanks for listening to the podcast. May God richly bless you.